0: to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Who, the always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com, on there you can see on my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are talking Game 2 of the World Series last night. We're going to be talking about that game, what happened. We're going to be talking about MLB with a record low for viewership in Game 1. I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about an interview Rob Manfred just had with AP, the, the AP, you know, the, the news source. And uh, talk about what he, ta- uh, what he said for next year in terms of changes when it came to... Expanded playoff format when it comes to the new rules implemented this season, whether they'll still be here in 2021, so we'll talk about all that on today's pod, but first, if you're is company interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44, so if you want men in that age range, this is your spot, Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks@gmail.com at gmail.com to find out more. And don't forget to go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts. They have amazing selection and their prices are always reliably low. So go to RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, all right. Now let's get into it. Let's talk about Game 2 of the World Series last night because... After game one, pretty much everyone already written off the Rays. I was hearing Dodgers sweep. I heard this is the Dodgers here. They're getting retribution for cheating, for, for the Astros cheating against them. They're getting retribution for the potentially the Red Sox cheating against them. But no, that's not what happened last night. The Rays came out there last night, and they showed the Dodgers that we deserve to be in this World Series, too. This is not a one-man show. This is just not a World Series for you, the Dodgers. We're also here, and we're also battling. We're also trying to win the chip. And last night, Brandon Lowe finally broke out of his slump. He's been struggling pretty mightily in these playoffs. It wasn't. It hasn't been the best Brandon Lowe before Wednesday night. He was only 6-for-56 in his first 15 games in the playoffs with one home run so it was it was struggling mightily and this was a guy who led the Rays in home runs in the regular season I believe he was the only one on the team with double digit home runs so this was a guy who was super important to this Rays success and the Rays needed someone else in this offense to step up they can't just keep relying on a rookie to to be their offensive firepower and the rookie's been phenomenal Randy Arazarina he's been a stud for the Rays in this playoffs but he's still only 25 he's still a rookie and he still lacks the 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 experience so the Rays needed someone that can hopefully step up in these moments in the playoffs their offense their lineup wasn't something that was super stacked wasn't something that was, you know, compared, especially when you compare it to the Dodgers on paper. Just not a lineup that you think would compare. And in the postseason, it's been right there with the Dodgers. I went through it yesterday. Their postseason stats are a top in home runs. Uh their their run scored are uh, top three as well. Their offense has been fine in the postseason. But you don't you, you don't look at that lineup and you're not really particularly scared by anyone in that lineup. But last night, this race offense came through when he needed it went when it needed to come through and they were still only one for nine and in runners in scoring position last night but they created their own home runs Brandon Lowe started the game with a solo dolo home run in the top of the first got to Gonsolin early I talked about this on yesterday's pod I said if the Rays wanted a chance to win game two of the World Series they were going to have to get to Gonsolin early in that game and knock him out early I said they had to knock him out within the first three innings of the game yesterday and that's exactly what they did Gonsolin only pitched one in the third inning and I just didn't get the strategy overall with him. They really didn't give him a chance to work out of his struggles and he only gave up one. He gave up the solo home run which you don't like to see but only one walk. I felt like he could have gone a little bit longer in that game and gave uh, gave himself a chance to work through his problems in that game but a really short lease really short leash, and I think that kind of hurt him a little bit. Maybe it shot his confidence a little bit, and he's still only a rookie. We got to remember that. Gonsolin's a young guy, too. A lot of of players in this series are are young guys, rookies, inexperienced players, so a lot of them are going to have those growing pains and have some mental errors that you wouldn't expect from a veteran. And Gonsolin, you know, I I didn't think he struggled mightily last night. He only won one in the third innings. He only recorded four outs. So I thought Dave Roberts could get... Uh, kept him in a little bit longer and maybe he should have because Victor Gonzalez gave up an earned run and then the other stud rookie for the Dodgers Dustin May he only went a third in one in the third innings as well and he gave up three earned runs those two guys are critical for the Dodgers they're two guys that can be a starter they can be uh long relievers they got you know heat they could throw in the upper 90s 99 100 and the Dodgers are relying heavily on those two guys, but they—they are still two rookies. There are two guys that are super inexperienced, and they've been struggling in this postseason. Just to look at their numbers, they haven't been the same in this postseason. They've been struggling. Uh, you know, once they got in the postseason, they've been kind of struggling. Dustin May's been struggling. Gonsolin in his last start. Got shelled for five earned runs. So we've seen both both of these guys struggle in the postseason now, and maybe just too many expectations on their shoulders. Maybe it's the the playoff environment. Uh, I mean, there's no fans there, so you think it should be it should feel less pressurized. But you never know when you have two rookies out there on the mound. So. Those two guys definitely need to step it up if the Dodgers want a chance of winning, because those are gonna be two critical arms that the Dodgers need to win this series. But you look on the other side for the Rays, who was on the mound last night, Blake Snell showing why he won the Cy Young not too long ago. He only went four and a two innings a uh, pitch, but He had a no-hitter going to the fifth before it kind of fell apart, but he still had nine strikeouts, only two earned runs allowed, one home run allowed. So Blake Snell was looking dominant last night. His curveball was fantastic. Filthy last night. He was really attacking those Dodgers hitters, and they were f- looking fooled out there. I mean, y- you saw uh, Mookie Betts shaking his head a couple of times on on a strikeout uh, last night. On his strikeout, you saw him shaking his head like you know he had to be nasty last night. Mookie Betts was only over three last night, so. Blake Snell did a great job of limiting the Dodgers offense last night, and now I'm excited for this Game 3 tonight. We got our World Series on our hands, now 1-1 in the World Series, and tonight on the mound, you got Walker Buehler of the Dodgers, so we know he's a stud, but he's been dealing with a blister on his fingers, I think he's been having blister injuries, so you never know, we'll see how he looks tonight, you never know if that blister could pop up and just kind of annoy you all all night, it's more of a mental block, you could just have a blister on your hand, and then it just kind of in the back of your mind the, the whole night. Maybe you don't put all that emphasis and all that oomph on your pitches that you normally would because you're concerned about that blister tearing open or, or causing more damage. So you never know. You got to watch out for that. And then for the Rays on the mound tonight, got Charlie Morton on the mound who's been pretty good in the postseason. They trust him a lot. He's a pretty good big game pitcher. So the Rays pitching right now is pretty good. And for the Rays to win game three, once again... They're going to have to, I think, get to Walker Bueller. And they're going to have to, that's what the Rays have to do in the series. They don't want this to make it, they would, of course, would love to make it a bullpen game. But I think it's better for the Rays if they could get to the Dodgers starters early. Because if the Dodgers starters don't have confidence, then I don't think the Dodgers have a shot in the series. And if you could uh, take a shot at Walker Bueller's confidence, arguably the best pitcher on this Dodgers staff. Then you have to do that tonight because if you could take a shot at Walker Buehler's confidence, that could shit, that could set you up the rest of the postseason series and hopefully give you some greater success down the line. If the Dodgers don't feel like they have a starter that they're confident in to go out there and give them a game win, if they feel if the Dodgers feel like if they have to, if the Dodgers feel like they have to do a, a committee when it comes to pitching, one of those committees where they have an opener, a reliever open the game, and they just kind of do a reliever committee to to get the. To get through the start if they feel like they have to do a reliever committed to get through the start then I think the Dodgers are going to be shot in the arm at that point and they just won't have the confidence hopefully to or I guess not hopefully should I sound like I'm not rooting for the Rays I mean this is the Diamondbacks podcast we're not rooting for the Dodgers out here so I'm definitely trying to coach up the Rays and tell them how to win this game but the Rays I think can win Game 3, and I think they will win Game 3 tonight and put the pressure back on the Dodgers and put the pressure on Kershaw in that Game 5. I want to be a 2-2 series heading to Game 5 and then putting all that playoff pressure on Clayton Kershaw. Now, coming up... I'll talk to you guys about what Rob Manfred said in that interview with AP, but first, let me talk to you guys about rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain store front door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's talk about that interview with Rob Manfred. But I actually want to wait a second. First, I want to talk about this interesting article I was reading off ESPN.com because the Dodgers-verse race game one drew the World Series record for lowest viewership. It had the worst ratings of any World Series game one of all time, and. I was wondering why that is. There are just so many factors that go into viewership and ratings, and there was really nothing competing. It was Tuesday, so there was no football, no basketball. I know some people believe the social justice, uh, you know, movement and sports is hurting ratings a little bit maybe it's the pandemic maybe people aren't getting to the tv as much maybe they're just spending uh maybe because they've been cooked up in quarantine for so long they don't want to watch tv anymore but i just found that fascinating and the last time the ratings were this low was the last time the rays were in the world series 2008 so that just made me think maybe the rays are just a ratings killer i mean we already know they have uh they struggle to get fans into their stadium. We already know Tropicana Field has one of the worst worst fan bases in baseball. I mean, they never show up to their games. They always have one of the worst attendance records in baseball. So I wonder if this plays into that. There's just Tampa Bay's not a big enough market. Even though the Dodgers are in the World Series, the fact that Tampa might be the anti-Dodgers, it might just be the worst market you could have put in this World Series. That might just be all that plays into it. I mean, Tampa Bay, Florida, they're not doing quarantine or anything right now. They're out there partying, so they're not watching the World Series. They're out doing their own thing probably out there in Florida. So I just want to just... Say talk about this article, I guess, a little bit, because I just found it interesting. The last time the viewership was this low, the last time ratings were this bad in the World Series was the last time the Rays were in the World Series. So maybe the Rays just need to stop making the World Series if baseball wants to have a chance at uh, being relevant, again, among younger viewers. But that kind of segues into my next point of how to, you know, the rule changes and how it affected the game this year. Maybe the rule changes were some of the reasons why there's less viewership because I know a lot of people didn't like the rule changes. I know people didn't like the expanded playoff format. I know people don't like the extra runner in extra innings or what the runner on second extra innings, I should say, make it more concise. But I agree with the playoff format. I do think it was too many teams. 16 teams, more than half the league making it. I agree, but Rob Manfred said in his interview that he doesn't want to go to 16 teams. He wants to expand the playoff format more than 10, but he does think 16 is too much as well because he wants to keep the importance and the urgency of the regular season. And that's where I agree with him. I'm okay with adding more playoff teams. I'm not a guy that's usually a proponent of expanding playoff format, but if you want to go to 12 teams, six and conference I could get behind it I'll be okay I don't want 16 because I don't want to be like basketball I don't want more than half the league making the playoffs because I think that just you know devalues the regular season so much and we see it in basketball teams load manage, players load manage, and it feels like the season doesn't start till what after Christmas then then it feels like it even hits a second level once it feels like it hits a second level after the trade deadline the NBA trade deadline so I don't want that to happen in baseball. I don't want them to have too many teams and I feel like the other way to put increased importance on the regular season is to cut the amount of games. I mean, my God, when are we going to be done with 162? It's just too many games. No one wants to see it. I mean, I like, I'm not going to lie. I like watching 162 games, but I also want to watch games with my friends. I want to be able to enjoy it with other people. And it's really a small, neat community of people I know that like to watch baseball games. So I really want people, I I really want the sport of baseball to cut the season short. So hopefully more of my friends start watching baseball and they could get into it. I mean, why can't we go to 110? I feel like that's still a lot of games. It'll still be more than any other sport. I know people make the argument with historical records and how stats of, you know, yesteryear would be looked at. But just go look at stats from the early 1900s. They're insane, okay? Cy Young has more wins than anybody. Uh, Babe Ruth was a 40-40 guy, and it wasn't home runs and seals. It was wins as a pitcher and home runs, okay? This guy was the best hitter in league and the best pitcher in baseball at the same time. Like, we just don't see that anymore. So stats are already skewed from uh, just over the years in baseball. So I think uh, I think uh, baseball should this season because I just think 162 games is too much. And the runner on second in extra innings, I don't understand why so many people like that. Do you realize that baseball this season set a record for longest game? It went up from three hours and five minutes last year to three hours and seven minutes this year. And I don't have three hours in my day to commit to a baseball game. And so I think runners on second can hopefully – speed up the pace of play like that's something we have to do and i don't know how to do it someone maybe a pitching clock maybe shortening a baseball game to seven innings i don't know what we have to do to get the pace of play down but we have to be somewhere around a football time because the nfl game length is about what two over two hours nfl games okie go a decent amount of time because of all the commercials so i'm okay if And uh, if an MLB game could get down to about an NFL game length, I think that would be good for the sport. I think it would be smart for the sport. The game is just too long, and you're, you're, you're just losing the youth. I don't know too many young kids that like to watch baseball. I mean, maybe they could get into it from playing. Young kids still play baseball. Baseball is not a dying sport in terms of playing among the youth. Kids are still playing. Maybe they grow out of it as they get older, but there's still a lot of kids playing baseball. Just kids don't watch baseball at the same time, and I I get that. I grew up playing soccer, but I didn't watch soccer. It just happens sometimes, and so if we want to get more kids into liking the sport of baseball, we have to target that audience. I feel like baseball doesn't target the younger audience. They have a good social media handle. They have a good social media feed. They make some dope hype videos. I was watching the the hype video heading into the World Series. It's dope. They know what they're doing on the social media side, but they don't know what to do beyond social media and how to exactly attack this younger youth and exactly how to market it to them. And I think the biggest way to do that is the pace of play and just speeding up your game because it don't matter what you do on social media. It matters what you do on the field, and There's just not enough action in a game that makes it interesting for uh, people to watch. And it's because you might watch a three-hour game but only see 10 minutes of action in that whole game, at least with soccer. It's guys running up and down the field the whole time. A lot of times in baseball, it's like, yeah, you can have a one, two, three inning and it's just three straight strikeouts. So a lot of times it could be no movement from anybody. So I think the biggest thing that the baseball needs to do is speed up the pace of play and figure out how to get more action involved. That's why I like the runner on second in extra innings. It creates a little bit more chaos. It creates a little bit more action. And chaos is what drives viewership. Base, uh, basketball games football games fourth quarter it's chaos it's importance it's urgency and in baseball you do see that later in games we do like it when those bases get loaded later in games it just doesn't it doesn't have that same feel because you can't count that as much in a football game in a in a basketball game every possession is important and you usually have the ball with the opportunity to score in baseball you're just at play and you could score at any moment in the game there's not uh, like the first inning could feel just as important as the ninth inning in a baseball game it's not the same for other sports you know a a baseball game the biggest play could happen in the third inning usually in a football basketball game the biggest plays are made in that fourth quarter so baseball they could figure out maybe a way to put greater importance on the later innings maybe shorten the innings figure out a a better way to get pace to play up there's a bunch of things that baseball could try to figure out maybe work around uh, you know make some new rules to, to to get this game better because the game needs to evolve. It feels like baseball is not evolving quick enough, like how the other sports are evolving. We see offense. We uh, maybe the, the baseball just needs to curtail more rules to the offense because football we see more rules go against the defense. Basketball more rules go against the defense and. With more offense, I think brings more viewership. So if, if baseball could find a way to increase offense, and maybe, maybe we do need juice balls. Maybe the players should be allowed to take steroids because I'm down for anything that could bring more viewership, more eyeballs, and more offense to the sport of baseball. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow because it's Friday. It's going to be the last week of podcasts, or it's going to be the last day of the week for podcasts, so come back and listen tomorrow. It's the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, so it's your team every day with the best Diamondbacks news, coverage, and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!